and welcome to Metachemistry. This is episode 37. In today's podcast, and we don't talk about sports in nerd, nerddom, but I've always been a big fan of athletics in general and certain sports in particular, baseball, football, that sort of thing. Uh, growing up through high school, I never really spent much time focusing on wrestling, but uh, after college, I went back to Colorado and I got the chance to watch uh, high school wrestling where my younger brothers competed at a state level in terms of competition. And over my time watching his tournaments, I grew to appreciate wrestling more than any other sport. Nothing tests you emotionally, physically, mentally like that sport. There's no where to run. There's nowhere to hide. It's just you out on the mat, one versus one. And while high school uh, wrestling is excellent, I really love watching it at the top level, at the Olympic and collegiate levels. One of the things that's interesting about watching wrestling is how tactical it is. If you think Infinity is a game of tactics, you haven't seen anything until you've watched competitive wrestling. And so I love checking in on where that sport is. Over time, I've watched no, numerous matches. And one of the things that pops up every once in a while when watching high-level wrestling is you may come across a curious tradition where a wrestler, after a match, takes off their shoes and leaves them on the mat. The first time I saw this was Rulon Gardner a couple years after he had upset Alexander Karelin, the Russian bear, at the Olympics. And he got a bronze in the final Olympics that he competed in. And at the end of that match, he took off his shoes, left them on the mat, bowed to the crowd, and exited the building. It is a tradition in reference to a saying all wrestlers know and use, leave it all on the mat. It is a sign of the wrestler retiring from the sport. It is usually done at the very highest of levels. Like I said, collegiate, international, or Olympic levels. You might come across this also in other equivalent sports, like in BJJ, where they would leave their belt on the mat. Or in MMA or boxing, you leave your gloves there. It's a way of exiting quiet. No fanfare, no last hurrahs, just a, lo a long career of grinding away, competing at the highest level, and then exiting, making your way out silently. Well, tonight we have a veteran of infinity, and he is unfortunately stepping away. But before we get to all of that, we want to take a moment to thank Mythic Games for sponsoring the podcast. Mo Games is an online supplier of all things Infinity. As part of its sponsorship of Metachemistry, Mo will be providing a discount code to its store available to all our patrons, as well as a $40 gift card that will be raffled off to our community once a month. Make sure to like our Facebook page, join our Discord to ensure that you are entered to win. What's better than games? Mo Games. So, as I alluded, we have an end of, the, of an era here at Metachemistry. And we are going to have to check in with the whole team then to uh, unpack the storyline for tonight's episode. 
So our our lineup tonight is Nate, Devin, Ian, and myself. I'm going to actually start with Ian first. Ian, what's going on? What's been going happening for you in Infinity these days? Trying to get my stuff painted for SLS. Dude, that bear was looking good. Yeah, well, his brother's coming along nicely, too. Good, good. <laughs> so you're focused on the hobby, not actually playing games? Yeah, it's been a few weeks since I've played. So trying to just get things painted. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get a few games coming in. Uh, we got another local prep tournament coming up. So at least I'll get some games at that. But that's the focus right now is uh, try to be painted. It's all about SLS. I think this episode will be coming right out, be- coming out right before the event itself. So, hope to see everybody who listens and is at the event. Would love to meet you guys there as well. Uh, Devin, let's check in with you as well. How are you doing? How's things with Infinity? I n- I know you came out of hibernation. Speaking of bears, right, right. And you got a, a at least one game in I know of. Yeah. So. I've kind of talked about getting even more stuff. So since I'm not playing a whole lot of Infinity, I get more armies to not play Infinity with. But that has changed. So I picked up uh, Tunguska from one of our locals, Eric Gruber. And I got a couple games in with them. And that's been a bit of a shift. List building certainly feels kind of awkward in comparison to other things that I play. But uh, it's been pretty fun. And the games have gone uh, well for me so far. And yeah, so mostly just exploring more stuff. And then, of course, you know, the day of my second game, all of the new rules drop. So that was fun to get up to speed right on the minute. Totally. I had a little bit of a freak out, like trying to get caught up on the rules. Uh, I've I've uh, been just getting back into playing Infinity regularly myself and then. They uh, changed it all up. I like I like where it's headed. I, I'm looking forward to us doing a podcast on the new fire team rules in the future here. Probably next one that we do. Um, but yeah, I'm prepping for uh, SLS myself, running Corregidor. I tell you what, man, it's a bit of a slog still. I'm still trying to figure this faction out. Uh, I'm taking a lot of good beatings right now, but that's how you get better. You, you got to learn by taking your licks. So, um, yeah, looking forward to competing though. Uh, but we got to check in with Nate too. Nate, uh, we got some news on the, uh, local discord here and, and the meta chemistry discord recently. You got some plans yourself. How about you check in? How are things with you and infinity and the new changes we've got, uh, happening? Uh, I'm out. I'm down. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> say it ain't so Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh I just I think it's time. I I like I haven't been playing a lot of Infinity. I don't really want to play a lot of Infinity, so it's it's not specifically like any of the, the new link team rules that are like driving me out. I just uh I'm done. Yeah. For a moment there I thought like oh, you were back in the game a little bit, but yeah, it was short-lived there, I think. Yeah, I you know other I got other exciting things that I want to look into, and my time is kind of gone with a three year old. It's just uh, it's I think it's time. 
Okay, so we're going to get into this a little bit and kind of debrief with you because like I was alluding that sometimes you get a champ who has to lay down their, uh, retire their shoes on the mat, right? And uh, I think calling you a champ's a little, little much, but. Well, in my mind, you've all, I mean, listen, I'm not going to get super sappy here, but you've always been a champ to me, my friend. Okay. I'm serious. Like you got, you were the one that got us all together in the first place. And for me, when I came in, it like into infinity, Dexter and you, you guys were kind of like the standard for me, Shane a little bit as well on what it was to play the game. Well, um, I listened to you and Dexter on the first iteration of Metachemistry. So yeah, I know that there are seasons to everything, but I hate to hear that you had to step away, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't surprise. So maybe we could unpack uh, this a little bit with you and see where where see if we can uh, mine this for a little bit of content. De- Devin, you maybe you you could kick it off. Yeah. So I mean, I know this is something that has come up every now and again uh, as far as Nate, your general. Like, waning and waxing of interest in infinity but um i know you mentioned that while it happened to kind of coincide uh just chronologically with the fire team updates and the rules annex update uh would you be willing to expound a little bit on what what finally changed and like what what happened now that is making that difference for you uh weirdly it was a a couple of messages in our local discord that we're talking about that our local discord we have so we so we have it's mostly an infinity discord but we have a whole section of other games just the other games that we you know play around with and there were a couple of people who posted about how infinity is they're asking if infinity's dead because all we talk is in these other other games like we were talking BattleTech and some other interesting projects and I was like, no, it's still this is still Colorado Infinity. I don't know why you would think that. And then you you kind of look at the Discord and you're like, well, I guess like a lot of the old heads are all talking about other games and we're not really focusing on Infinity. And I think a lot of that was actually because a lot of us talk over on Metachemistry Discord instead about Infinity. Right. Uh, but but the Colorado Discord was becoming more of a group of players area to hang out rather than infinity focused and that's just been getting me thinking i'm like i'm in charge of that i'm in charge of this this discord and i don't even play infinity really like i've been kind of hanging on but i don't really play so i feel like it was just time to to put all this stuff to somebody else like let somebody else drive the meta let somebody else drive the discord channels uh, and maybe return them to more of an infinity focus which is Kind of the heart and soul of our meta uh, as as players in the culture is is kind of playing infinity and the and the get togethers we have for that um so I, I i i just decided the other day that i'm like i you know what i'm gonna jump out of the discords i'm gonna well not not leave them but give the the ownership over to somebody else let them drive it to however they see fit uh and I'm just staring at model after model of Infinity everywhere. I've got them at work. I have them on my desk. I've got them on my painting desk, in shelves, on shelves, everywhere. And I'm like, I don't play this game. And I love these models, but I don't need all this stuff. 
So I was just like, you know what? I just need to be done. I don't, I don't play. I don't, I have no calling to play anymore. So I, I'm just going to get rid of all, but maybe one army. And instead of like, I've done it before where I've just kind of put it all away, like hit it in the box for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this time I'm going to, I'm just going to punch it all out, get rid of it all, except for one army, pit the paint with when I feel like it. Uh, and yeah, just be out. Yeah, that makes sense. I like, I think in some ways it doesn't come in as a surprise to most of us who know you real well, but I also thought it was interesting. You had made this kind of shift in recent months. I'd say in the last six months to a lot of coaching, a lot of helping new players back in or get into the game itself, understand the mechanics. No one knows the, like the general overarching theory like you do. Maybe, maybe you're not as like dialed in on the finest points, but like, in terms of understanding game and game design, we, you and I were talking about this last Tuesday. I, I feel like you could design a game and it would crush because you just are so familiar. Do you feel any desire to still... Like, I, I have a feeling you're going to be tangentially connected to Infinity because it happens at Hex Mill and you host that night, but any interest in still coaching or you're just kind of like, oh, you know what, let's let's hand all of that off? No, I think I think that's really the role that I would prefer to be in at the moment. Not that you really need infinity coaches, uh, but just like be there for questions and just be around. Um, uh, just the, the drive to play at a competitive tournament level for this particular game just isn't here for me anymore. Like trying to stay on the razor's edge is, is hard to do. It's, it's hard real. to do it the first time. It's hard to do it the second time. It's even harder to do it the third time to to get all the way back up to the top after you take long, long breaks. I just don't want to do it anymore. And I feel like a lot of other games you can play casually. I don't think that I can play Infinity casually. <laughs> uh, if I start getting beat by mid-tier and low-tier, like newer players, uh, it would it would actually damage my psyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it just so it's one of those like and I was talking to Dexter about this the other day. It's like he decided to go out on top because he knew he wasn't going to be able to stay at that razor's edge. And he also didn't want to have that that like fade kind of slowly. Like I, it, if anything, Dexter wants to be remembered as as the guy to beat in the meta. Like, oh, my God, when Dexter was here. Oh, my God. Uh, and I, and I, I identify that with I identify with him in that a lot. It's. I would prefer to have people go, oh, man, you should have seen Nate when he was on his game, rather than uh, he plays sometimes now. He used to be really good. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, ego is a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of what's going on. As far as the Metachemistry podcast, I mean, obviously you and Dexter started that and, and dropped off for reasons that you know, we've, I feel like we probably talked about early on. But um, as far as getting the podcast back up and running and getting the new cast and kind of bringing all of us here, uh, do, you feel, do you feel like you did what you set out to do as far as that goes? Or is this more of a, you know, passing of the torch moment for you? Really, this, this was the goal, right? The goal was to get metachemistry back and running to get 
the local people in Colorado. We have a we have a very kind of storied meta. We've been playing for a very long time, and I think that our players have a lot of things to say about the game. And uh, meta chemistry is a great place to have some of those voices say some of those things. So my goal and my original intention was to get this show up and running, get it kind of self-sufficient, and then kind of just take off the training Orioles and just let it let it keep going. Uh, and I think that it may, this may or may not be the best time because of the new Link Team rules and whatnot, but I think that you guys have plenty to say, and I have less and less to say about specific rule interactions because I'm not, I haven't been playing so much. So I, I, the goal was to put it to this, right? To get the people who are playing to have things to say and make them do that. Uh, so as, as far as like the goal, this is, this is it. Do you feel like there was anything left unfinished still that you would have loved that's still on the table? Uh, in terms of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm torn between there's some things that I really wanted to see. And I also really want to see what someone else wants to do. Right. Um, like I, I was hoping for some live battle reports, like a, either a Twitch stream or some live YouTube content, but I'm willing to, you know, if this is, this is good and I like this, so I'm kind of leaving it to where you guys want to take it. Right. Whether that's having, other people run some live stuff under the metachemistry heading or whether it's you guys doing something interesting. I'm kind of just like, you know what? I Dexter and me did it. Now me and you guys have done it. Now you guys can do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so in, as you're kind of transitioning away in your mind, this is kind of your last hurrah here. So in your mind, uh, where is the state of the game as you leave? Man, that's a difficult one because there's new link team rules. Uh, I think N4 was a is a great addition of the game. I like. I, I thought I was going to hate it. One of those like old timer, crotchety. I don't like new things. So I thought I was going to hate N4. Uh, but the more I played it, the more I was like, this is probably the best version of the game that they've put out. Uh. As much as, you know, there's elements of N2 and N3 and even, no, there's nothing in N1. But N2 and N3 have great elements that I enjoyed that are no longer in it. Uh, But N4 is probably just the best version of the game. Uh, That being said, I think the new Link Team rules are not super easy for new players to get into. Uh, it's, It's taken just me a long time to kind of get my head around where they're at, where those Link Team rules are at. And I think that that's, I think that's damaging for your game when you're trying to build a a more beginner friendly version of Infinity, and then you do this. But that's it's time is going to tell whether that's true or not. You know, this is like day three of Link Team rules. At you know, this is off the cuff. You know, I don't I don't know if this is going to end up being more difficult. I just this is the fear that I have is that it'll be more difficult. Sure. Uh, otherwise, I think the state of the game is fine. Um, it's good to see CB spending more attention on the game again, and uh, maybe a little less on their board games. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also excited to see what they do for a fantasy game. 
So uh, there may end up being a, a fantasy metachemistry version that uh, I may have to get into if that game turns out cool. So I'd be down. Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, if if at some point we need an episode about not like direct rules, but more like game theory related, uh, I could still be here for that. Just I feel like you guys have more relevant stuff to say about the the current state of the actual rules. Yeah, sure. Well, we have we've had like, forged something pretty cool. The and I think we all would uh, acknowledge that this has been a team effort for sure. Um, all of us play our different roles. We have our niches that that work that. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happens. Devin, Ian do a lot of legwork on that front. Um, I do the hosting, but you were always the vision for this thing, and you were the one that put out the call in the, in the first place, got the the band together. So what, like, what do we do? Do we, like we try to replace you or something? Like, what's like? How how do we? Who can who can replace you? Like, th- how does that work, Nate? Well, I made a this? I made a big list. <clears throat> I made a list of people uh, that I thought would be good for the show. Um, and then I marked off most of them because they weren't local. And as much as I like like having the guests on, uh, I think that. Metachemistry as a whole is is the tale of our Colorado meta. Whether whether that's you know correct or not, it it's always been Colorado people. Um, so I wanted to find somebody local to do that, uh, and they have to have you know good knowledge of the game. They've got to be good at the game, and they've got to have I think a presence that's interesting to listen to. Uh, I I don't want somebody that's like super boring to listen to when they're just talking. Right. Cause I think that podcasts can live or die on the voices that are on them. Just, just the tone of voice can kill a podcast. So I wanted to find somebody that, that fits a lot of those qualities. Uh, and I found Chris, uh, one of our locals tournament winner, very good player. Uh, also pretty new to the game. So I think he's going to have some interesting insights uh, because a lot of us are kind of elderly veterans at this point, and he's a a kind of a newer, uh, uh, nearly savant player. So I think that'll be an interesting, uh, interesting new perspective. Um, he's also a very upbeat person, and I think that that would be nice to uh, replace the crotchety old man with somebody a little more upbeat. And uh, we'll, so we'll see how that goes. So uh, should we like welcome him in then? Let's do it. Let's call All him right. up and see if he's around. All right. Welcome, Chris. Azoka, welcome in, man. Hello. Is this the million dollar questionnaire? No, don't no. You... Medic chemistry? Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, don't you wish. <laughs> okay. So, Chris, you are uh, well known to our crew, but maybe not the, the broader uh, meta chemistry community. Could you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you have actually some long history with Devin and some other people on the cast. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so Devin and I really, just like you said, I'm going to piggyback on that, go way back. Uh, 
eventually I started wargaming with, as everybody does, Warhammer. And then at our local store, I saw this other guy playing with, uh, you know, just a friend of his. And I was like, hey, you guys look familiar. Well, turns out it was a coworker, Devin, and then uh, another one of our buddies. So we picked up some games, played it all from there. And then, you know, really just the rest of this history, I found the minis super exciting and engaging. The rules generally fun to play with and explore. So that's where I came from wargaming, but always had this thirst for playing high, playing games at high tier. So like, you know, back being a young teenager, which I'm not too far from now, but uh, thinking, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go pro for Halo or, you know, do different things like that. Always had a thirst to play it and, you know, just do the best. So then it eventually turned over to Infinity. And uh, I just played back and into maybe for a few months, maybe maybe like a handful of months or so. Nothing really to get a full grasp of the game. And after that, I moved way down south of our Denver area and just fell out of gaming entirely. Fell out of, you know, the tabletop gaming. So eventually, seven years, several years later, I pick it back up in 2019 play some TTS games of Infinity just with some people that I can find, not really having a whole lot of tokens or models or just things to play with, but still wanting to get back into the game. So then I found, or then I played and was, you know, like looking for a local meta in like early 2020. And then something funny happened. So we never, COVID, yes, never played. But uh, I did pick it back up in late 2020 and found our fantastic meta to come and play with and to learn from. And then, yeah, at the back end is really where I got back into it. Cool. So, Devin, since you have some history, uh, you I do know that you've known Chris a long time, but you call him Blake. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's one of those uh, one of those habits with people in the workplace is that you have people with the same first names and so you default to last names. And so that was the case when uh you know we shared a job quite a while ago now. <laughs> uh but yes, yeah, so yeah you <laughs> But yeah, usually default to Blake. There's fewer Chris's around me now, so it would probably be okay and I'll try and break that habit, but no promises. So it'll be fun to uh see on on the podcast when when it just slips out. I'm, in- okay. I'm anticipating uh, that we're all going to be like, what, who, what, what? I'm just going to have like 10 different tracks of me saying Chris in a couple different inflections so that Ian can just edit those back in whenever I mess up. It'll be great. So let's get this back on track and talk a little bit about stuff relevant to metachemistry and our larger community. Nate, why, what did you see in Chris? Why did you think this guy would be, I, I know you've had your eyes on him for a while. What, what drew you to him and why you thought he would be a good addition to the podcast? Uh, a lot of it's just how fast he rocketed to the top of the meta, right? I, I played him and I think he, he beat me. Uh, it came down to, to pretty late in the game, but he beat me and I was just like, Wow. Uh, this shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be being beaten by a 
black cub. What's happening here? So, and, and that just kind of uh, made me like turn my eye to his career a little bit. Uh, and then he won a major tournament. No, Chris showed up to Salt Lake Showdown and took top 10, top 11, something like that on his first, like ma- first major tournament for sure. And he went through like a grinder of a, a meat grinder of competition. Good placement at the Krug. Yeah, it was a great pick. Played, played top table, right? Yeah, last game was against Rob Paul, was a fantastic opponent. That game was incredible. Lost, unfortunately, but took third, so still did okay. I would say, like, pivotal in helping us as Colorado Meta take home the trophy in both those two tournaments, those two regional tournaments. Dude, that's all I care about. Me too. Colorado all the way. Yeah, so certain you were seeing some chops in him, Nate. Yeah. Apparently different chops than actually happened, but, you know, there were, there was chops happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, here's a question for you, Chris. Uh, maybe you could share and reflect with us a little bit about what, and we'll keep, we can keep this brief, but what have you learned in that time? Because as you said, late 2020, you've got a year and a half, two years under your belt at this point. And already showing well in some, not just local tournaments, but the dire states kind of regional events. Maybe you could share a little bit about what you've learned in that time. And maybe even more specifically than that, how you learned it. Like, what are some of the things that helped you evolve your game? And why did you take to Infinity like you did? Yeah, absolutely. I think that I couldn't really conceptualize what I've learned because it's all just going to be subconscious thinking, at least for me. Um, but I can tell you how I learned it. And the the road is paved with blood, lots and lots of blood. It's rough, you know, having a terrible time with unknown tricks that I'm just not familiar with. Just, you know, seeing grenade launchers launched their backfield that I just can't get to. What is this? That's crazy. Or... Uh, running into smoke and MSV, you know, really limiting your, uh, the choices that you can make, uh, to win that game. So I've learned from a lot of that and really just kind of found that that's, that's the nature of infinity and they're everywhere. Um, trial and error has been a great success for me. It's been looking at units or ideas that I find very interesting or, uh, I don't know, exciting. And then playing that out and seeing it fall flat on its face and just being like, oh, well, that that didn't work. Um, I guess I guess I'll shelf that idea. And then, you know, moving it over to something that does work. A lot of it also has to do with discussions, just really like talking to you guys um, and then everybody also on the discord when I have questions or ideas you know, just bringing it up to discussion and everybody talks about it and shares their opinions. Take, you know, take little bits and pieces from from each each opinion and kind of formulate it into my own. And then another thing is studying the missions and the lists is what I found to be the most helpful for me. Do you, Would you say there's anything that's a hallmark of how you play these days, especially in relationship to how you used to play? Like what's a... 
like what's an Azoka style of play? Um, crush them, crush them, <laughs> and then I don't know score score objectives. <laughs> no, I, I've I've kind of kind of found to be a little more goal oriented, uh, more more forward on what it takes to accomplish the mission. And I know that you started with TTS and then kind of migrated over to real in real life play, or at least maybe not started, but like you were getting a lot of a bulk of your reps in on TTS. Do you feel like you have an opinion on tabletop simula- simulator and its merits versus um, in real life and how they differ? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's really hard for me to separate myself when playing infinity on tts from my pajamas self like when i'm out standing at a table or you know like leaning over the the terrain and the models and playing it just engages my brain and then when i'm sitting on my chair clicking on things i'm just like over in a field of i don't know dandelions like la 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 just it's not it doesn't resonate the same yeah, totally. How do you feel like that informed your initial play when you were, uh, you know, early pandemic, uh, not having uh, a meta local to you? Uh, how how do you feel like that's changed from when you were kind of getting back into the game proper uh, compared to later on when you're able to get a lot more in-person games? Yeah, uh, the early state of the game, it was a lot of just information on how the game worked it was you know when i was playing on tts i got a lot of rules down and clarifications and stuff that i would run across um and then yeah just how the flow of the game would go and so do you think like considering that kind of digital aspect makes it a little bit harder for you do you think that that kind of slowed down because i feel like what i noticed is that um, as you were playing in person, I felt like you pr- were progressing much, much faster. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I maybe it was my opponents. That could be too. Yeah, definitely makes a big difference. Okay, so we got to meet Chris a little bit. Uh, he introduced himself to us, a little of his background or at least to the broader community. But I still think that the thing hanging over the head of everybody is where does metachemistry go from here? What's next for metachemistry? If Nate, the the grand poobah, the 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 triumphant rallier of he, he the guy that puts out the call and the the people come running, what what happens when that guy leaves? What are we going to do, metachemistry? Ian, do you have a vision for metachemistry? I think we just kind of keep doing what we're doing, but focus down on, you know, the the competitive aspect of the game and just kind of tighten things up and bring in with Chris a new perspective on some of what we're talking about. Totally. How about you, Devin? Like, what would you love to see? You know, I generally speaking, I really like the format of the show that we have. It seems to be something relevant to the community that they've expressed interest in. And I think that we 
we have a clear niche in in the hobby, and I, I think that you know we have we have people that tune in and keep tuning in. Uh, so that's all good news there. I think the main thing that I'd like to see is I'd love to uh, to grow the channel more, uh, and part of that is in getting out more content. I know it's difficult. All of us work, work full-time jobs. And so that's that can be a struggle sometimes, especially trying to schedule three or four people at a time. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we're, barring one snafu, we're very consistent about the content that we put out. Uh, but I'd love to kind of ramp that up when that becomes more feasible and kind of grow the community at large around metachemistry. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've and got some interesting... Uh, series right now that we're kind of dabbling in interviews of champions of tournaments uh, faction takedowns have been well received so far um, Chris I'm curious for you who's been a longtime listener as well as a member of the community what would you like to see the direction of the podcast go in uh, I I'm super fan of what Nate was talking about uh, doing some battle reports and live games that sounds awesome. And I think in such a way where we play the game and then just explain the thought process behind different tactical decisions. Yeah, kind of like some game debriefs. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's been uh, tickling my brain as well. So I think that there's some cool opportunities for us to expand the, the conversation a bit. Um, but also, okay, we're talking metachemistry, but also Nate, what's next for you? I mean, that's a good question. Um, right now I'm kind of primarily focusing on a bunch of like nostalgic old games, like Battletech and Heavy Gear, but not enough to like want to podcast about them or anything. Uh, interestingly, Dexter and I, uh, have a miniature line of 12 millimeter uh, historical samurai that has just gone through Kickstarter called Small Miniatures, S-M-O-L. And I think he wants to start doing some uh, content around a game called Mortem et Glorium, which is a historical game. Uh, so I think he wants to do some of that. So I may end up joining him doing some of that. Um, he wants to get really competitive into that game. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's just kind of you know have fun, have a good time on my Tuesday night games, and see where see where it takes me. I did want to say uh, the other day I was reading just uh, reviews for the show, and I came upon a website that has our, us in a metric that says that we're in the top ten percent of all podcasts. Uh, it's like two and a half million uh, rated podcasts, and we're in the top ten percent. Um, which I uh, like, that's a big congratulations to, I think everybody here that, uh, that that's, that we've done so well that it's, uh, we've hit that kind of number, whether or not that's a, you know, a perfectly real number or not. Uh, it was, I just thought it was very interesting to see that, uh, according to that same metric, uh, Mayacast is in the top 1.5%. So there's definitely work to be done boys to, to get <laughs> yourselves up there. But uh, I think that that tells me that people are listening and people find the content that uh, you guys are producing uh, valuable. And I hope that they continue to do so. 
Very cool. Well, on that uh, note, we're going to have to wrap things up um, and share our final thoughts uh, with the community. But before we get to those thoughts, we do want to remind you, our community of Patreon, you can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Not only does it help us out, but it grants you a number of benefits, ex- including extra content, etc. So early releases, that sort of thing. So 100% of the funds gets put right back into the podcast. Find a link into our in a, find a link to our Patreon page in the show notes, as well as a link to our Discord channel. And Nate, you're still going to be present on the Discord channel, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, speaking of Discord, come join our community there. It's like I said, it's, uh, I say often it's super supportive. All things Infinity go down there, including a lot of other games as well. So, we're just glad to have everyone on board. And we've got 37 down. Who knows how many more to come, but we're going to keep chugging along with our new co host, Chris. So, with that said, Devin, Ian, Chris, and Nate, what are your final thoughts? Let's start with you, Devin. It's a sad episode. I'm going to miss having Nate around. <laughs> I need my the sad tears. violin. The violin. <laughs> insert, insert the violin. <laughs> I know. I need someone that I can gripe with sometimes. Nate, can I send Everybody- you off in like a Viking boat? Yeah, probably. That seems fun. And light them on fire. Yes. They're just like, <laughs> you don't want to be on our podcast anymore. You go in the boat. <laughs> the boat. <laughs> we can't have you. No one can. Uh, but no, I mean, Nate's, uh, you know, obviously you're a very influential member of our group, of our local meta, of Infinity as a whole, really, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I'm definitely going to to miss that presence. but. I'm glad you'll still be around at least, even if it's not on the show. Yeah. But I am super excited for Chris to be on board. You know, Chris is really good at taking feedback, applying things, getting better, and is like you'd mentioned earlier, Nate, he's got a really a really good upbeat personality that, you know, will certainly brighten up the show in contrast to your uh, your salt. We need a little salt. It adds flavor. Someone's got to bring the salt. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty salty. There it is. <laughs> Ian, Ian, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting going forward. Uh, you know, I'm not overly sad about Nate leaving. It's not like I don't spend most of my free time with him that, you know, I don't spend with my wife. So <laughs> it's true. He's like your second wife. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But, um, but yeah. Uh, I think it's just going to be kind of exciting going forward. Uh, you know, like we are talking about the new fire team uh, rules are out. So we're, te- you know, it came out just a couple days ago. So we're going to be testing some of those out, talking about those soon. And we got SLS coming up and uh, I, myself and Andrew and Chris are going. Devin's stay behind again. Uh, but somebody's got to hold out the fort. Yeah, so we have some stuff to talk about around that. Uh, Krug's coming up in a few months in the summer, so that's going to be interesting as well. And, uh, you know, just going to kind of keep plugging away at what we've been doing with the competitive scene and the 
uh, rules changes and, you know, faction takedowns and all that kind of stuff that we've been doing, you know, just going to try to dial it in even more. That's great. Good, good thoughts there. Chris, how about you? You got any final thoughts? Yeah, I really hope to bring in a perspective of someone who just doesn't understand what N3 and N2 was. I, I see so many times when people are like, yeah, back in N2, this would do that. Back in N3, this would do this. And I have, that's just way over my head. Like, this mm-hmm. unit's cool right now because it's cool. <laughs> There's something to be said for keeping focus on the current. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And uh, truth be told, you got some big shoes to fill, my friend. Dude, I don't know how. You, yeah, there's no way. So you just got to be yourself, right? All right, Nate, final thoughts for you. Um, You know, I, I hope that this keeps going. I hope that it doesn't fade away. I hope that people still enjoy it. And I hope that someone else gets all the hate mail and not me anymore. And I, uh, you know, uh, never say never is is what I'll leave you with. <laughs> That's that's true. We've seen you leave and come back to many a game. Yep. All right. Well, my here's my final thought. I was thinking about this, Nate. Uh, amidst all the teasing, the ribbing, the joking, the crusty, the curmudgeony, the grumpy, the thing that I'm going to miss the most from you on this podcast is you were the moral compass of this thing. I can't tell you how many times, and what I mean by that is I can't tell you how many times we were kicking around different ideas and Nate, you would say, no, not doing it. That's stupid. I don't like it. And I would sit there and go, okay, bro, come on. But like, we're trying to come up with content here. Do you have to be such a stick in the mud? And you would, you would stick to your guns and you'd say, no, we gotta be different. We gotta be unique we like we had a vision for this thing and even though at the time i would go okay and i get a little eye rolly almost always in the end your idea what what would come out of even you just saying no and we'd have to go back to the drawing board and keep thinking about it keep rehashing it we would come out with something better and i'm gonna miss that because there there's really no one who in our crew who does it like you do. Uh, you kept us um, razor sharp on the mission and purpose of metachemistry. And I'm hopeful, and I'm pretty sure it's true, that if we get off course, you're going to be in our ear letting us know that we got to shape up. So I want to thank you for that as well, my friend. It'll just be produced by me now. Not I'm not the on-air talent. I'm just the production <laughs> that or you're gonna be review bombing the podcast oh yeah i could do that too like god <laughs> these guys are terrible now <laughs> bring back nate <laughs> <laughs> i liked that guy <laughs> and on that note on behalf of metachemistry this has been andrew ian Devin, chris and nate and that was the meta